All right, it's the Fast X Sports Show 2.0 official first podcast since the relaunch. Fast and Yo-Yo holding down the fort today. Uh, just a nice little throwback episode, just the two OGs. Uh, but we got a lot to talk about on today's show. I mean, the NFL starts on Thursday. The NBA bubble is heating up. Uh, but most notably, as of late, uh, the Kentucky Derby just happened this past Saturday, and we took a little bit of a bath. Um, I'm a little bit upset with you because I may or may not have originally picked the horse that ended up going off at eight to one odds as an underdog authentic a bob baffert horse and that horse may or may not have ended up winning but you talked me out of it and and it's it's the thing that really bothers me about it yo-yo is not the fact that you talked me out of it it's how vehemently you talked me out of it it wasn't like i was going out of my way to find your advice did you notice that every time you called me i was irritated you kept calling me i was doing stuff i was out and about you know, handling stuff, doing stuff for fast stacks, and you kept calling me, basically spewing your nonsense into my goddamn ear and poisoning my brain. I know horse racing. I know it. I pick us winners every time I'm the one that pit that picks. I pick us winners. I never let us down. But as soon as you got involved and started spewing off about uh, this these stupid horses like Tis the Law is unbeatable, even though his name's horrible, and I've never heard a thing about this horse. And how New York traffic is, first off, what a horrible name for a horse. New York traffic, New York traffic is horrible. Like, that should have been a dead giveaway. This horse, you're talking about New York traffic going off at like 50 to 1 odds. These bets you're sending me that make no sense. You act like you're some, like, Zach Galifianakis hangover gif. Like, you know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. So stay out of my ear from now on. Do not tell me anything about horse racing. I have thought about what I'm going to say during this little segment because I knew it was coming. And all I gotta say is, we won a lot of money on Justify. We did a very good job with that. Last year, we followed, I don't know what we followed, but we did not win any money last year. This year, it was very obvious. I had a couple people in my ear telling me that Tis the Law was gonna win this in a long shot, saying he was like, looked great. I mean, this horse is a jump man, airtime. This horse, like, was in the air, like, that was like the biggest fact of the day. Long story short, there was nothing that I was going to do to change my mind, and I wanted somebody to uh, root along, along with me, and that's kind of what happened. So I, I texted Fats, but we now know better, and we should have known better, to not text and to not go against the old Bob Baffert and the blue lenses. That's we the- do it again. That's Simple. the thing. Everyone acts like they know shit. No one knows anything. That's what I'm realizing when it comes to horse racing. No one knows anything but Bob Baffert. That guy, every year, he shows out every year. What is it? I don't know what he's feeding them horses. I don't know what's up with those jockeys. I don't know what they do. But the guy pulls through seemingly every year. Also, another sign that was not good, the other Bob Baffert horse, literally like got on his hind legs and like took himself out of the race with like bonked his head and like the on the white like picket fence concussed before the race so he was out so like right off the bat i was like okay these baffert horses are not what they used to be that was like the one thing going through my head they're not what they used to be but they are one was the thing the thing is it was such a i mean i know there's no fans there but it just seemed like such an underwhelming race i mean authentic won it from like start to finish tis the law really never even gave him any sort of like fight at all just got absolutely dusted in the final stretch. 
And it's just, I don't know why we even dabble in this anymore. We, we really got set off for failure. Like they say the worst thing to do is like when you like hit your first bet because it's never going to be that way. Like they've got you hooked now. Like the best thing that could happen to you is actually losing your first bet. So you don't keep betting on like at the casino or at like, it's almost better to just cut your losses and get out of there, which is not what happened to us. We had justify a once in a generation horse that we rode the coattails to for three straight races and made a lot of money off of. And now we're just chasing that thrill that we're never going to find again. We're never going to find another justify. Instead, we're going to find shitty horses like tis the law and New York traffic and, all the horses we bet on last year that were losers as well. Justify gave us the confidence to think that we know what we're doing, like what we're doing 100 percent becomes a horse racing, and we have absolutely no <laughs> idea. Dude, Justify was such a no brainer. It really was. That horse it never left anything to doubt. It dominated every race. It never even like had a close race at all it was their odds we got it in at good odds like three to one on the very first kentucky derby and then from there it was even odds and then like the last race i remember it was like even worse than what tis the law was going off at this past race but he won he won it every time it was guaranteed money every single time you bet on it yeah it was give me another horse like that i'm done with these like these are like super favorites, like tis the law. Like, yeah, he did win the Belmont. So he was kind of like, this was kind of like the hump, the hump race for him. If you won this race, then you can almost not, not put him in the same category as justified, but if you would have won this race, he would have been getting there, but he did not. Now. So, ha- yeah. Now has the Preakness been canceled or the Preakness is still going to be, ha- be happening here pretty soon. Preakness is still happening. Okay. So it's hopefully we can get it. We can get the train back on the tracks. Uh, come Preakness. Obviously. I don't know. I think we just got to roll with the Baffert horse, which is probably going to be authentic. Uh, but we'll see. I'm not even sure if he's going to be racing because he's not I going for the what, Triple Crown or anything. Tell Aaron had doubts in the beginning of this race. So my cousin, Stingman, and my father, Father Yo-Yo, were both on an authentic at my cabin. And it didn't help that literally during the entire race, like they were celebrating the entire race. So I'm sitting there like in the corner, like in my own feelings, like just – drinking my thoughts away and I look over they're celebrating and then I get a text from fat saying what 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 just happened what is he doing and I knew like right then like I was just down the dumps from then on out because this horse just did not live up to any expectations and you were so dead set on this shitty New York traffic horse that literally got like dead last I'm actually pretty sure it got dead last that never even left the pack. It, from the very start of the race, the thing was in the back of the pack, just getting absolutely dusted. Here's the only. Here's the whole reason. Um, here's the whole reason that New York traffic. I bet on that one. That horse. It was a great, beautiful looking horse. Dude, you're was, an idiot. That's the entire reason. I, I that if that tells you anything. Literally, I went off of what it looked like. The pretty so, boys are never the best racers. The pretty boys are never the best racers. You're right, but something about that gray coat just I it was slower slower than molasses, dude. It's absolutely slower than molasses that damn horse was. Yeah. Can you think of a better gig than a than like a show like think of authentic. He has one just absolutely electric race, wins it, he's like everyone's watching this horse. 
It's the apple of everybody's eyes for an entire day at the Kentucky Derby. Gets showered in roses, gets to wear a blanket, and then it just goes on. The rest of his life is banging like smoke horse show, uh, like horse like smoke shows. <laughs> like, is there a better job in the entire world? We talk about it all the time, every time, right after the Derby. But you can't be a Derby horse that wins it. He is set for life. It's like an early <laughs> pension fund. It's like retirement. It's retirement. It literally is. He goes right into – it's like playing the game of life, going right from making like a $20,000 salary to the retirement home. And then imagine being like tis the lot where you were this – you were – this was supposed to be your life. <laughs> like This was supposed to be you. This was what you had looking forward to if you just win this race. And then you absolutely just blow it. And now you have to watch as authentic just like – bangs your girlfriend pretty much which is it's kind of it's kind of depressing but uh yeah you're right right total total um total uh speaking of racing uh the scrambled legs podcast is putting themselves at the front of the pack that is a fat stacks sports show original by noah jacobs and his brother ben jacobs all about cross-country track running uh, there's a lot of stuff with the Olympics just getting canceled. I know they've been talking a lot more about like the Tour de France and stuff like that, biking and just general fitness. And there's also Cruising Altitude Podcast, which is under the same umbrella as the Scramble Lake Show, which is just a show. I know this week, I believe they're just going to be talking about the NBA. So if you're an NBA fan and you want to maybe just check them out and see if you like their chemistry and all that kind of stuff, then check them out. That is the Scramble Legs Podcast. All right, NBA bubble. We just teased it a little bit. Jimmy Butler is quickly, quickly rising the ranks as, I think, my favorite player in the NBA. This guy is just an absolute alpha. He is putting Giannis just in his absolute back pocket to the point where Giannis is getting absolutely shit on. And deservedly so. This guy is defensive player of the year, MVP. People jerk off Giannis all the time. And then come playoffs, his team's horrible. His team's horrible. They're not good. They they're in a dogfight with the Magic like every year in the playoffs. They can't seem they can't score really. As soon as the pressure's on, it's, it's just like James Harden, where as soon as the defense ramps up, Giannis can't do anything. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, but what what a great series that is, that was. Um, like in general, I know. So Miami's leading right now three one. I would love to see them just keep it moving. Jimmy Butler is like the like the dark knight in the NBA bubble. I love Jimmy Butler. Uh, from the moment that he stepped in, from when uh, from just the route that he's had so far, let's just keep it going. Why not? I, I love it. Everyone hates on him all the time. His facial, facial hair is kind of looks a little weird, like kind of scruffy. Yeah. It looks a little bit like Django from uh, Django Unchained. That's why I like him. It, it does kind of look like that kind of like, beard style i actually can't see what you mean by that but he is just absolutely balling out and he doesn't give a shit like what anybody says or what anybody thinks like he's the ultimate confident person he could be going against the 92 dream team and he still thinks like the miami heat would like beat them and they might i mean at this point dude this guy i feel like i would follow him like to the moon agreed agreed 100 i'm with you there i'm with you there now you're a question to you there fans do you like how, like, at one point, I it kind of lost me a little bit, the NBA bubble. They've done a lot right, but what they haven't done is, like, there's been two different series, like, going on. 
It was like the quarterfinals going out at the same time as the semifinals. No, not like what they're doing is because it's the bubble is there's no like breaks. They want to get the playoffs done like as soon as they can pretty much. So if both teams are able to play like they're both going to play. So that's kind of how they've been doing it where as soon as they're out, like so as soon as the Lakers, the Lakers series started a little bit later with the Rockets because their series went six games where and the Rockets went seven, whereas the other games that like are the other series that ended in five games, they were able to kick off like right away. So that's why it's like the, the Lakers and the Rockets have only played two games. It's just weird to me. I for some reason I just don't like that. Like give me on the same schedule. Has the I want, bu- the I want two game sevens the same night. I don't want one game seven, like I don't know. I I hope you see what I'm saying there. I, there I, was there was two game sevens the other night, the Nuggets and the Jazz and the Thunder and the Rockets, which by the way, Chris Paul. He was my favorite player of the bubble until he got bounced. But the thing that's depressing, he put on one hell of a, like, that guy is, it, it even started earlier this year in the in the All-Star game where everyone's acting like he's so old and, like, done. But yet, in the last few minutes in crunch time of the All-Star game, he's, like, the one bringing the ball up, calling the plays, like, calling the shots. But here's what bothered me about Chris Paul. Game seven, they're down by one, 15 seconds left, like, the shot clock is off. So they can have the last shot if he wants it. He basically acts like he's going to have the last shot, and then he just passes it away. And of course, they end up turning it over, and not even. And James Harden acts like he's some hero because he blocked a shot when the when they had to shoot it. Like, why does he? Not, I, there's nothing I hate more, and LeBron does this every once in a while too. Like where he makes quote unquote the right basketball play instead of just shooting the damn ball. Shoot the ball. You're the best player. Everyone wants to see you put it up. Like, I remember the NBA Finals a few years ago, Skip Bayless was giving LeBron a bunch of shit because he kicked it to, like, a wide-open Kyle Korver in the corner instead of just putting the ball up. Everyone in the world is going to live with the results if the best player puts the shot up. Like, you're telling me Chris Paul is going to miss a pick-and-roll, like, step-back jumper at the buzzer? Like, no, he's going to make it. And instead he passes it to rookie, like, Shea Gilgis, Alexander, or Dennis Schroeder, or Steven Adams. Like, you're the only option. You're the only option. Shoot yeah. the ball. Shoot the freaking ball. It was so yeah. di- disappointing seeing because that was Chris Paul's kind of last shot to really like kind of wrap up his career and have a career-defining moment was that Game 7. The fact that the Rockets traded him because he's never going to compete for a title again. He's never going to be one of the top guys on like a title team like he might have been with the Clippers or a couple years ago with the Rockets before he, he like pulled his hamstring and couldn't play in the Game 7 against the Warriors. This was his last shot, his last chance at greatness. One of my favorite players of all time. And he decides he's going to go out, not by his own doing, but by Shea Gilgis-Alexander, the rookie, who's got a whole career ahead of him. He's going to let him make the final play. No, you shoot the ball. I don't care if you're down one. I don't don't know what you're going for, a two-for-one or what. Just shoot it. Put it up at the buzzer. I don't care if it's a terrible shot. Live and die by Chris Paul, not by Shea Gilgis-Alexander. just pisses me off. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, although classic Chris Paul moment, uh, slapping, I forgot who it was on the ass on his <laughs> way back. That shot. It was, uh, <laughs> I, I know, I know, I think it was Montrez. No, it wasn't Montrez Harrell. I don't know. I do know what you're talking about. That was like, that's what I mean. Like, why does he do that type of shit in game six? And then I know he had like a triple double in game seven, but with the last few minutes, he did nothing. He did nothing. Shoot it. Yeah. Shoot the freaking I, ball. I agree. I agree. Yeah, but he, although he has been known as like a passer, straight passer. So he's I, a finisher. I, I don't know. I guess he's not, he never had the ice in his veins when it comes to like the last shot. 
and that's kind of why maybe he hasn't won the finals. So how do you view? No, he never has. He's never been to the finals. Period. So what do? You, how do you view Giannis? Did, did this has this playoffs? I mean, I'm pretty sure he's out for the the Bucks. Did end up winning uh, game four and staying alive at least for one more game. But yeah. like, is Giannis has this kind of changed your whole opinion on Giannis? Basically, just the fact that Jimmy Butler's just throwing him in his back pocket and the Miami yeah. Heat are just absolutely bawling on their face. Yeah. Best part was like I. The part that gets me a little bit is that for the longest time, Giannis was like, like a, like a Greek god in the NBA, like like through the past like two years. Yeah. So just like get put in his place like this really shows me like, no, maybe he won't be the next LeBron. You know. I mean, I don't think LeBron has ever. I mean, obviously LeBron's like lost to the Spurs in the NBA Finals. But he's never just been flat out like or the Celtics or somebody like that, like a good team. But the Miami Heat. With Jimmy Butler and like Goran Dragic, are you kidding me? And how about uh, Richard Jefferson just tweeting right for Scottie Pippen? Imagine me and Scottie Pippen, and you got to deal with this shit where your your career's been over for twenty years, and then all of a sudden Richard Jefferson tweets out, "Is Giannis a Pippen?" Like it's like the absolute like most derogatory term in the world to compare him to call him a Scottie Pippen. Like Scottie Pippen, NFL NBA Hall of Famer. And this is what he gets remembered for was being a absolute sky- sidekick. Michael Jordan's bitch is how Scottie Pippen gets remembered. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That, what a great tweet! It, it, just see what Pippen said back. Mm-mm. He said something like, uh, "At least in my career, I like want a ringer." He said something like along those lines, <laughs> and he like tweeted like a, like a gif of like himself. It was pretty funny. Richard Jefferson won a ring. He didn't win six, but he won a ring with LeBron. Something like that. It was like a Pippen absolutely roasted Jefferson on Twitter. <laughs> you have, have to go look at that. It was it was pretty good, very very good. Uh, and uh, again, other other matchups. Uh, are you already sick of like watching LeBron play? No, not at all. Why? I feel like I already am for the reasoning that like they're going to win this series against the Rockets. I think fairly easily. Uh, James Harden doesn't play defense. <laughs> but he had the block game seven biggest play of the series yeah I how do you okay how are you on james harden i love james harden i love watching him play don't get me wrong he's a great scorer but he's got to play defense this is what i've been told i i really how does it, it, it doesn't it isn't it funny like imagine you could be like a james harden with your body shape and size like if you just lived in the gym for a year and just worked on jumper jumpers and step backs and your handles you could basically have a game similar to james harden <laughs> You're right. That literally is all he does. That's all he does is just shoot the ball. Yeah. That's <laughs> Dude, I think that needs to be your new mission in life. Forget college. Forget fast nags. You just need to go live in a gym for a year. No conditioning. All you do is <laughs> ball handling drills and shooting drills, and you become like an open gym James Harden. Yeah. You know what? Why not? Why Why have I not done that? <laughs> Could we create like a video series of like, trying to become James Harden, like for like a week? Like you just start shooting the ball left-handed and everything. You just try to emulate everything about his game. The step back in general, yeah. like just just a step, just a step back. <laughs> I mean, I would be able to dunk the ball, which I think he could do. No, I haven't seen him like really throw it down. No, not at all. <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't know. I just know. I just know. I think the Lakers are going to win. But I guess what's your prediction for the final? Uh, I, 
Prediction here. I, I think it's gonna the Lakers versus Clippers. That series is gonna decide the champion, and that and that's gonna be what the Western Finals is gonna look like. It's gonna be Clippers versus Lakers. I think the Lakers are going to win. I hope the Lakers win. That's I need LeBron to win the title. I need him to keep to chase Jordan and catch Jordan. And if LeBron loses, like if he doesn't win this year, like when is he gonna win? I mean, he's he's getting older and older every single year. So if this if it's not if it's not now when a- Anthony Davis is in his prime they're playing really well but people forget they're without Avery Bradley like remember Avery Bradley a starter on their team like stud defender yes. and like can just three and D player he's not he, he's on their team but he's sitting out because of COVID like do yeah. it's funny how that just gets swept under the rug like a starter is just absolutely gone in Lakers LeBron doesn't talk about it no one talks about it it's just oh whatever we're we're gonna keep rolling forward. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Um, biggest thing is, you say that's going to be the deciding series. I would love to see the Heat make it all the way to the finals and play LeBron. Do you and though? I don't know. I'd rather watch like the Celtics or somebody in the finals. Celtics Lakers is probably my my pick for the finals. I would love. I mean, this is a perfect world, and I know probably wouldn't happen. But imagine like Jimmy Butler, like just like. Putting the lock, putting the padlock on every like, great player in the in the playoffs. Like, like what if Jimmy oh Beller just wins the title? And like, I guess Jimmy Beller is the best player in the league now. Like, it, like it, it'd be something. It would be. Well, all right, uh, the NFL is starting up, so we are going to get to a little bit of the NFL as long as a jersey draft at the end of the podcast. But before we do, today's podcast brought to you by our favorite bar and grill, the Rivals Tap House and Grill. In Corona. I mean, 20 high-def TVs with NBA playoffs, NBA finals coming up quick, NFL starting on Sunday. I mean, there's nowhere better to really be watching uh, sporting events in Shiawassee County. Uh, they have great beers. Like I think they have over like 40 draft beers right on tap. Uh, Fast X is basically the Fast X headquarters. Potentially, maybe the future spot of a live podcast one of these days. Oh, yeah. But uh, what's your go-to order at Rivals, Yo-Yo? I like I I'm just kind of a sucker for a nice cold brew and the mozzarella sticks and the and then uh, top them all off with the uh, potato skins at the end. Yeah, not a bit like I like the meals, but the the bar food appetizers usually yep. can't be. It. That's what, I go with the spicy cheese balls with ranch. I mean, you just absolutely can't beat that. That's Rivals Tap House and Grill right on the corner of M21 in Corona. All right, NFL starts on Thursday. It's kind of crazy to think that it's actually about to start, but that's where we're at. Uh, but the biggest storyline as of recently for us here in Michigan is Adrian Peterson. I mean, what in the flying fuck to, without like without saying anything more? I mean, I, the thing I'm seeing from like Lions fan is like, oh, like we don't love Adrian Peterson, but he's going to be – he's not, obviously not what he once was, but he's going to be a great veteran leadership in the locker room. He's really going to mentor uh, on Johnson – and like DeAndre Swift in the backfield, like he's going to be a great leader for them, a great coach. What are we talking about? This is the same guy. This veteran, veteran leadership. This is the same guy who beat the the hell out of his kid, like with a switch. Like this is not some guy who's got like he's some perfect Drew Brees or like Patrick Mahomes like leader that you need you want in your locker room. Like no, this guy. The reason he was a stud is because no one could tackle him. It's not because he was like some stud, like football IQ, great route runner, pass catcher, like blocker, picking up like blitzers. And like, no, he could just run through everyone. He couldn't be tackled. That's why he was good. He's not some, he's not going to like shape this locker room and turn the Lions into like a winning organization and get these running backs like with their head on straight. If anything, he's going to like derail them. 
I mean, Darius Geis spent two years in the same locker room as Adrian Peterson. The guy's insane. I don't, what are we talking about? How is it like, how do we just forget about who this guy is? Like, I like Adrian Peterson. He seems to have like put it behind him. And like, he's obviously apologized for him. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve a second chance. But if you're hanging your hat on this guy being your veteran leadership, veteran voice in your locker room, you got a lot of problems. A lot, a lot of problems. Here's the thing. Biggest thing. I like orange peanuts. You know uh, what that's from. Uh, NFL bad, bad lip reading. Adrian Peterson. I like the orange peanuts. The <laughs> orange peanuts. He, that guy's leading your team. Orange peanuts. Is your <laughs> dude, your how your brain operates is something out of a I don't even know what uh, that's what your brain goes to. It's hard to like not like think about when he's sitting there and like all he says in the video. You get that orange peanut. You get that orange peanut. That guy. That guy is leading the Lions. You Here's the thing, you do realize he didn't actually say that. No, he didn't actually say that, but in my head, he actually said it. Just the way that he is. Uh, Sorry, I don't want orange peanut. But here's the thing. The Lions may have a run game for the first time ever. Carry on. Mr. Swift and AP as the veteran teaching them how to actually run the ball. This might be the first year ever Lions have a some sort, somehow, some way, a running game. And since we've been alive, they probably not. They never do. They've had one 1,000 yard rusher like our entire lifetime, and that was Reggie Bush. Like 2000, what was that? Even like 2010? Like, dude. I think they're, they're the key. I'm picking up these like veteran stars that were like super good in their like prime days. In Detroit sports in general, you have Allen Iverson going to the Pistons. Like, weirdest thing ever. Uh, Reggie Bush, AP, coming to the Lions like when he's fifty-five years old. Like, why are they doing? Why do they sign like these old old balls to bring in and just like do nothing for like a year? <laughs> it's the only time they would ever come to Detroit. It's a waste of money. No one would ever come to Detroit unless they have absolutely nowhere else to go. Exactly. And that's why we get these guys when they are shitty. Exactly. Um, no, but as long as just as long as Matt Stafford is the quarterback, we're never going to have a good rushing game. Yeah, I mean, because he just flings the ball around, doesn't <laughs> he? He's such a good quarterback. He's a he's a gunslinger. He just flies by the seat of his own pants. Doesn't we never have a good offensive line? And I'm pretty sure we don't have a good offensive line again this year with like Ragnall and all this. I literally watched the Minnesota Vikings two years ago sack Matt Stafford like 15 times in one half. That's not an exaggeration. I think they ended up sacking him over 10 times in the game. What do you think uh, about if I say uh, that I heard one of my family members say the Lions have a top three wideout um, core? It's a pre- it actually is a pretty good wide receiving core. Top three? Let's see. There's – I don't know. I th- there's the Buccaneers have easily have a top – OBJ, Jarvis Landry. Yeah, the Browns. Um, the Buccaneers. Yep. The Rams. The Rams. Robert the Rams. Woods and Cooper Cup. The Chargers. Mike Williams. I don't um, char- That's what comes to your head, Mike Williams. <laughs> what the hell? Um. Oh, 
let's not forget uh, the Cardinals, Chandler, um, um, Kirk, and now DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. I mean, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they're not. I mean, they're they're a good wide receiver core. It's definitely not top three. But the, you mentioned the Buccaneers. Has it kind of set in that Tom Brady is a Buccaneer yet? No, not at all. Not not one bit. I, I think we're going to – I'll finally figure it out at 425 p.m. on Sunday when they're when they were playing at, at New Orleans. And that game's going to be electric. Brady versus Breeze. Yeah, it is. But here's he's had the here's the only reason I think that he might still have it is because I mean he has the best weapons he's had since like Randy Moss. I mean he made Wes Welker good. Like Wes yeah, Welker yeah, is now, not now good. here's the thing. Maybe he has to be surrounded by shitty wideouts to be good. We've never really seen him with a like top notch like a Mike Evans, a Chris Godwin, a Gronk. I a, mean a Randy Moss. I mean, besides Randy Moss, I guess that's like the one outlier. But, dude, like, we're, we're going to find out, I guess. We're going to find out. He's got every single weapon. If he's got, if he's uh, Batman with the, uh, with the, with the bat, with the weapon belt, he has every single weapon in, in his. But you're saying his, that you're not sure if he's able to be good without no. a full weapon belt? I guess I don't understand what you mean. He might not know how to use the weapons yet. It's just I don't know. Maybe I just I hope that like the connection's good. The uh, I guess like the relationship like with the guys like because you gotta think the guy that before that was the chart in charge of this offense was famous Jameis, almost the exact opposite of what Tom Brady is, I, where just kind of closed his eyes and slung it, and they love that. I would say the fact that it's like they probably haven't been able to work out as much this off season because of like COVID would be a problem, but if there's anyone that probably had, like, everyone over to his house, it's Tom Brady. Probably had, like, a whole, like, vacation, like, quarantine, like, everyone was quarantined at his, like, complex, and they probably got even more routes in, and they probably are already firing on, like, all cylinders. Yeah, it could be, could be. But, um, I'm just, I'm ready for that game, that game for sure. But why are we acting like... I saw, like, Rob Gronkowski is, like, the number seven fantasy tight end this year. This guy weighed 190 pounds like two months ago and was partying with Barstool like during the Super Bowl. How is he? Why? How is he just going to walk onto the field and be good again? Why are we acting like that? Two two reasons. I think that he will. One, rest is good for a big boy like that. And two, his girlfriend ripped, whipped him right into shape. Whipped him right into shape. Have you noticed she, there hasn't been any pictures like that? Seems like something that if he was in super good shape, there would be pictures of him. Like, like, look at Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, like, like, Rob no. Gronkowski is so back. There would be a video of it. You know, people are just waiting, and there must not be one. You're right. That, you're right. That, that could be a big kind of situation there. But guess what? This is the biggest part about the Bucs. I'm not even telling them an improved team yet. The Bucs are not an improved team. Right now, they have a facelift. We don't know how they're going to look with it. They just have a facelift. We don't know... <laughs> If it's going to be permanent, what do you mean by that? They have the right names in place. We just don't know if it's actually going to work. OJ Howard is right behind him. (laughs) OJ Howard's another guy that he's a big name, but he's never produced. Believe me, I have him on fantasy every year. The guy doesn't do shit. Like I said, and I'm going to say it again just a straight facelift, (laughs) nothing else. Yeah. Nothing else has showed me that they are going to be a, a, a heck of a team. 
Nothing can show me that. I am waiting for them to beat the Saints at 425 on Sunday. I'm ready for that game. Me too. All right, uh, moving on. The last thing that I just kind of wanted to make sure we talked about before the season, I mean, Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love. Uh, that just has to be, like, mega awkward, doesn't it? I mean, how – I feel like Aaron Rodgers is like five more years left. Like Tom Brady's Tom Brady's like forty three. Why is like why did they move on from Aaron Rodgers seemingly so soon? And do you think it's like this is Aaron Rodgers last year, like as a Packer? No, I don't think so. But the Packers organization has always been jumping the gun on quarterbacks. The next quarterback game because they don't want to be stuck in a situation like the Jaguars or the oh God sakes the Eagles or. Uh, <laughs> The Cleveland Browns, or like someone like they were, they're stuck in no man's land without a quarterback. I mean, they drafted Aaron Rodgers when Brett Favre was about the same age as Rodgers. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, like they they did the they they have a system, they got the system down. But I don't know if Jordan loves the exact answer they're looking for. And it is, but at the same time, Brett Favre, you know, is a lot of different personality than Aaron Rodgers. Brett Favre, you know, took, took little. Little AA Aaron under his wing, and they enjoyed their time together. Where Aaron Rodgers will like just turn the other cheek, and be like, "What are you doing?" Can you imagine if you're Aaron Rodgers, where you came in to replace Brett Favre, like what, twelve years ago, and just basically yeah. cucked him out of a job that he basically had earned, and he still had like three or four like good years left with the Vikings. Now the same thing's happening to you, where this Jordan Love guy is looking at Aaron Rodgers walk around the locker room, and he's like, as soon as Aaron Rodgers turns his back, he's whispering to his buddies, like, this guy's a dead man walking. Like, his <laughs> days are numbered. Like, how Aaron Rodgers I, has to know that's going on, because he did the same thing to Brett Favre. I know, that is not, that's not what is happening. Uh, I don't know, I just... Uh, And, and you already know the storylines are. It's going to show Aaron Rodgers on the sideline. Like he is such a he's such a great mentor and teacher to this guy. When you know that he's not doing shit to help Jordan Love, he's one hundred percent preparing by himself. So obviously we're starting out very beginning Thursday night, Houston at Kansas City. Pat Mahomes versus newly paid Deshaun Watson. Going to be an awesome game. Uh, two of the top quarterbacks in the in the NFL going head to head to start off the season. Can't get much better than that. Um, what would be we, your dream, like Thursday night opening season, very first game? I, for me, it'd probably be Chiefs versus Buccaneers. Yeah, that would that would be pretty. Or good. Patriots, I, Patriots, I, Buccaneers. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, Patriots, Bucks would be pretty cool. Do, are they on the schedule? Do they face each other this year? I am not sure. I'll check it right now. But uh, what what else do we got? What other games are we looking forward to? Uh, Chicago at Detroit. I mean, it's a classic really? matchup. Horrible Maddie game. P, Maddie P. Judgment Day. Uh, the Lions have hit the ground running. Uh, simple as that. Um, yeah, another one. We got one p.m. We got Philadelphia at. What is a success? Hold on. What is a successful season in your eyes for the Lions? Is it playoffs, or playoff win or bust, or what? Playoffs or bust? Playoffs or bust for for Manny P. I don't mean you. You are the fellow Lions fan here uh, in the studio. So what? What do you? What do you? What would you say? They need I, to I say playoffs or bust. It has to be. They need to win a playoff game. Yeah. For the first time oh, in about yeah. forty years. So you're going a step further. Yeah, the Patriots do not play the Buccaneers this year. Wow. Wow. Only That's a only damn shame. That's a damn shame. Yeah. 
So. But all yeah. right, what else you got? Okay, keep going. Uh, 1 p.m., Philadelphia at Washington football team. So let me tell you right now, um, if they get beat by the Washington football team week one, I might just um, tear my eyes out. So the, the I'm just going to say it. The Redskins are – they're just the Redskins for this season. They never changed their name. Oh, yeah, they did. To what? They haven't officially changed it. Yes, they have. No, they haven't. The football team. That is their. That is what they changed it to. No, it's not. Yeah, go look it up. Their helmets are just their number on them. That is it. Is that like their? That's not their permanent name, is it? I hope not. But it may be. That's not know. their. That's not their permanent name. I go look. Go look it up. I mean, this season they are the Washington Football Team. What in the world? That's a horrible name. Yeah. It's awful. So let me go. Let me. I got a couple bullet points already. Carson Wentz is already somewhat hurt. Um, he's already got like calf calf sprains or whatever. So he's still day to day going into the week one. Carson Wentz already somewhat hurt. Got a couple calf strains. Jalen Rager is off for four weeks. Brandon Brooks is out for the season. They do not have any linebackers. Chase Young may end Wentz's season before it even gets started. So well, I'm hoping are, it does not happen. Are you kind of okay with if Jalen Hurts takes over? Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be upset about it. All I know is that Carson Wentz is in my fantasy lineup for a few reasons. So, uh, yeah, if, if he gets hurt, I'm kind of screwed. So, all you're worried about is fantasy purposes. You don't. You're not really too worried about the actual Eagles. No. I mean, you know what? Shit, no, I, dude. Um. Yeah. I'm definitely worried about the Eagles. I'm definitely worried about fantasy. I, I, in general, I'm just worried about the Eagles in general because when the Eagles do bad, my fantasy team does bad. Oh, you're kind of bouncing off the walls, Yo-Yo Ball. Is it just you amped for the NFL season or what? Yeah, it's just super amped, dude. I'm excited. As I'm so excited. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of super amped, uh, before we wrap this up with a quick uni- NFL uniform draft, uh, J.O. Outfitters, what's kind of the new uh, scoop from them? Ever feel like these new online clothing companies are so repetitive? Instead, would you rather rip some darts, cross some bush light, and fling some arrows? Well, the buck stops here. Come visit <laughs> J.O. Outfitters on Instagram at J.O. Outfitters. J.O. underscore Outfitters. Check out our website that is linked in the bio. Has to be coming fresh off the press for everyone and their mother, along with electric news about hunters harvesting monsters in your local area. <laughs> but wait, more. If you send us a picture of you and your animal this year, we will feature you on, your, on our website and Instagram page. Who doesn't love a great feature? There's a lot of things coming down the pipeline. A uh, new hat in store right now. Flash sale Memorial Day. Uh, the Orchard Cap. It's coming in hot, so enjoy it. <laughs> the Orchard. All right, the Orchard hat. Uh, Jail Outfitters. Check them out. A lot of good stuff on Instagram, obviously, as you said, Facebook and Twitter. Um, all right, NFL Unis. Number five. Quick, real quick snake draft. Uh, I'll just start it off right now. I'll take the first pick. Uh, Cleveland Browns, I mean, just their typical brown uniforms with the orange pants, especially when OBJ, it, the new and like improved Cleveland Brown uni, which is the plain brown helmet, it, or the orange helmet, It's they're, the, they're one of the best uniforms in football. I know people don't like their colors, they think they're kind of corny, but I think they're honestly sweet. They're one of my favorite, you got Baker Mayfield with the visor, OBJ, Jarvis Landry, a lot of sweet guys on that team that kind of bring it up a whole other level for me. Number five, your thoughts on the Cleveland Browns unis. 
I like him. I, I like those. That's a pretty classic uniform. Um, I'm a, I, we both are big uniform heads when it comes to these NFL uniforms, and that's pretty. That's definitely a very, very good one. The colors are, are great. Another uh, the college team that kind of resembles them, uh, Bowling Green. They have a lot of very, very good uh, brown and orange uh, type. Okay, no, there's certain like a Bowling Green brown and orange looks absolutely horrendous, but but because the Cleveland Browns, it's like their trademark and they're known for it and they're old school. They're cool. Like Bowling Green's no, uniforms are the worst makes in college the football. Brown even worth it. Yeah, it so does. That's 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 the biggest one. All right, back to back picks. You're up. Oh, okay, back to back snake draft number five. The 1985 primary color orange with blue helmet, Denver Broncos. That it, with the with the Bronco coming out of the D. I don't what like those uniform. Those are those are corny. Those aren't those are not that good of unis. Yeah, You're I, telling I, me I, that if you were wearing those, you would feel cool. The yeah, loose fitting unis yeah. that with the white pants and blue helmet; those are those are so bad. If you can pull off an orange primary color, that is awesome. And they, there's two there's two teams and two uniform combinations that were ever been able to do it, and they are one of them. The second one, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 1976, the Creamsicles. What a great uniform that is. With the old pirate on it with yeah. the knife in, in its mouth. It is an awesome uniform. Those are the two the the two and only two jerseys that I would ever pick with orange in them. But they are both electric. That's your I, I, I would agree with that. I do love those ones. Though those were a honorable mention for me. They didn't quite make the cut. I'm kind of more of a plain guy, so my number my number four, Oakland Raiders. White uniforms yeah. with the silver helmets. I, like I just think of like Charles Woodson when I think yeah, of I these uniforms. That's a great one. They're that simple. They're plain. The Raiders really have the best gear. It's just the fact that it's like NWA and like everyone and their mom like wears Oakland Raiders gear. You feel like a loser wearing it. So I don't ever get any of their gear. But they have some of the best gear around. Even the the, the coolest hats now. Forty seven yeah. I'm actually. I'm surprised you have not picked one up yet. But that's that. the thing. But it's just it's like it's like getting a New York Yankees hat. It's well, everyone has them. It's Raiders. Everyone has them. You can't. It's, it's they're it's not an awesome the, hat. It's an awesome hat. Uh, uh, you are now up again. Similar team, same sort of thing. Cowboys, white uniforms with the light blue pants. They have the best pants in football. I love their light blue pants. It really. I don't know who came up with them. Where they got them, it doesn't really match their colors, but they are sweet. With the star it, on the side reminds, and the stripe, it reminds me of uh, of this, whenever I like see like, the uniforms, it reminds me of like Fat Zeke, like walking out of the tunnel. <laughs> That's fair. All right, your number uh, three and two. My, my next pick, seventies um, Dolphins. You need the teal throwback with the dolphin on the shoulder. How awesome is it? The only time they ever worn like the turquoise or like the aqua. Um, what, this was like when they were super good as well. The Dolphins during this time period were awesome. That teal throwback color uniform is unforgettable. The the thing about – what is it? The 1970s unis, they're not that cool. They rarely are. There's I only have one in my entire list, and it's one that you haven't even named yet. Those are not that – I, love, I, I just I, I, I feel like those are the best uniforms in football in a long time. Are you picturing them as like – their 1970s style where they're loose fitting and no, like no. shitty jerseys or like if they wore them now, like throwback if unis. Now, like if they wore them now, like the jersey, the color and the style, or like the color of the jersey and like the way like the pants are, just like the color schemes, amazing. 
Like if, if that's what they wore now, like I don't know why they have. I don't know why the Dolphins have never like thrown that back. They do everyone, but they're they're never like exactly the same. They'll wear that color, but it's not the same uh, uniforms. All right, it's uh, your next pick, correct? Yeah, my next pick, uh, L.A. Char. Yo-Yo Ball has froze. All right, you're good. I guess um, the L.A. Chargers or the San Diego Chargers, whatever, whenever they wore them, I think they wore them when they were both names. Baby blue home uniforms, uh, what LT wore, um, uh, just absolute bonkers of a jersey. I love them so much. Um, they're a great jersey. I Overrated. I Overrated. No, no, no. I have an LT jersey. Uh, if I could still fit into it, I'd be wearing it right now. That was everyone had that jersey in like two thousand nine, two thousand seven, when right. he had You're like right. the touchdown the record. They all had it. He was the pretty sweet because he had it. the visor and all that. All right, my number two, the only throwback uni I have on the list, um, the Houston Oilers powder blue uniforms, Warren Moon uh, edition. Those are. I wish that the te- the Tennessee Titans have a great color scheme. As if I really like their white uniforms with the pink with the light blue pants, but the Houston Oilers. And mo- and it's notice the, spe- the specificity here. Only the Warren Moon number eight jersey is what makes it cool. Yeah, that that is a great jersey. Uh, that's a great uniform in general. Warren Moon, that's an awesome jersey. Um, Which fun fact? That's actually how LeBron met. Uh, what's the heck is his like best friend's name? Maverick. Maverick Carter. That's like how we ended up meeting Maverick Carter in high school is because Maverick Carter was like a retro jersey like seller probably somewhat illegally maybe i don't know really how he had some sort of plug with the jerseys but that's how lebron right. ended up meeting him was he bought a right. warm mood jersey off him and i'm pretty sure maverick gave it to him for free it probably illegally as well all right uh new york saints number one i can't believe it's lasted this long it's the best jersey ever made the new york saints white uniforms with the gold numbers not the original black ones with the black numbers the gold numbers that they wear like once a year the all whites New Orleans Saints, yes. You said New York. Saints. No, I didn't. I said New Orleans. You said New Orleans. You said New York when when oh, Drew Brees okay. looks cool in your uniforms, you know that they are like sick. Because even Drew Brees looks cool. Speaking of, and he's like uh, no swag whatsoever. Like, uh, um, Drew Brees' speech. One, two, three, again, 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 again. <laughs> in the middle of the uh, in the middle of the auto, awesome, awesome speech. <laughs> Dude, where does your brain go? Oh my. It's like certain trigger words like set you off on things that you've watched at some point in your life. Yeah, that's exactly what that honestly it's kinda of how my brain works, yeah. It's kinda of funny. Or or the other thing I think of when you think of those jerseys, um Eagles corner, I forgot his Shepherd. Yeah, Shepherd comes barreling downhill on Reggie Bush's bubble screen. And it's <laughs> I thought that was Brian Dawkins. I thought that was Dawkins. No, it was not not Dawkins. I wish it was Dawkins. No, it was not Dawkins. (laughs) That video on YouTube probably has a billion views. I remember watching that. I've probably seen that thing like 10 times. Dude, the whole stadium. (laughs) All right, your final uh, pick before we wrap this up. Final pick, best pick, Philadelphia Eagles from 1985 to 1995. There's a reason they kept it for so long. Home uniforms, Kelly Green. Wow. Randall Cunningham. They even brought it back with Michael Vick. He actually was the one that balled out in that. Mike Vick when he was in Dallas. They gave the tin advisor all Kelly Green. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, I that, that's my last pick. I was actually surprised that one made it as far that's as it did. That's not that cool of a jersey. That's the only reason you like that is because you're an Eagles fan. 
I love that jersey. Kelly Green is, is probably it's a top, that, that's definitely a top five in everybody's eyes. Don't know why he's not on your list, but because it's, it's not, it's not that cool. Eagles don't really have Eagles colors are horrible. Green and white are the worst colors in all sports. Oh, the I Jets, I kind of like the Jets, green and white, but other than that, they're all bad. And we'll mention the Jets' old uniform where it had like the uh, plane. The plane on it. Yeah. Awesome. 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 It is. Your last pick. All right. I already gave my last pick. That was the New York Saints, which was the – I definitely dominated this draft. Just to roll through mine real quick, I had the Cleveland Browns. New York again. No, I didn't. I have it for – oh, I see why I keep saying that. I have NY Saints written down. I don't know why that is New Orleans. You you keep saying New York Saints. All right. I have the Cleveland Browns, the brown uniforms. Uh, Oakland Raiders, white uniforms. The Cowboys, just regular white uniforms. The Houston Oilers, powder blue, especially Warren Moon, number eight. Uh, and then the New Orleans Saints, uh, white uniforms with the gold numbers. So what about yours? Um, I got Philadelphia Eagles, Kelly Green, uh, home uniforms, baby blue LA Chargers, teal throwbacks, Miami Dolphins, primary color orange with blue helmet, uh, Denver Broncos, and the cream signals, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A couple of great lists right there. All right, that's a wrap. Uh, make sure you check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, maybe a TikTok uh, account coming pretty dang soon. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube. We're going to have clips on every single podcast, full YouTube, uh, full episodes on YouTube as well, and SoundCloud. So check out there for every Tuesday and Friday. Today's podcast is brought to you by uh, JO Outfitters, Rivals, Tab House and Grill, right on the corner of M21 and Corona, and uh, the Scrambled Lakes podcast. Make sure you check them out for new podcasts every single Thursday. Yo-Yo Ball, uh, your closing thoughts, and then you can send us out, my friend. Follow us, SoundCloud, Apple Pod, Twitter. We're going to, like, like Fat said, TikTok around the corner. Um, just a lot of things coming up the pipeline. This, we're, we're locked and loaded, ready to roll. Um, stay single, my friends. See you later! We're still the kids we used to be Yeah, yeah I put my hand on a stove To see if I still bleed Yeah, and nothing hurts anymore I feel kind of free We're still the kids we used to be Still blue